You are, you are now tuning in to Reform Raza. Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for, because this is for the last. This is Reform Raza. My name is Martin Velasquez, alongside my brothers. This is Justin Corona. And what up, everybody? This is Brother Vic. And you are now in the mix. Don't forget to hit us up at reformraza.com, reformraza at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. You can hit us up right there. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, on any podcast streaming platform. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can catch us right there. Gracias for tuning in on this week's episode. And don't forget to hit up redeemprojectradio.com. 24-7 Christian hip-hop, Sunday sermons, uh, Bible reading, um, all that fun stuff Podcast You can find your favorite podcast On Redeem Project Radio um, Namely us Yes That's why you're listening Because we're your favorite Of course Orale. Tu sabes <laughs> You're just talking to yourself now <laughs> <laughs> Hey I'm my own favorite <laughs> But anyways And don't forget to hit up uh, I don't know What's the updates on the shirts Justin Any no updates yet No updates So yeah. still on pause You know I know we've Been overwhelmed with You know Orders You know Like crazy So we had to put a pause On it for right now So The, the store will be back soon So don't even worry about it And uh, If you are local To the Orange County Southern California area And you're looking to get deeper Into the word of God you can hit us up. We have these Tuesday night Bible studies at 7 p.m. If you live in Anaheim and Santana and Stanton and Garden Grove and Westminster and Midway City and Costa Mesa, Huntington Beach, uh, anywhere around the OC area, hit us up. We would love for you to come to our Tuesday Bible studies. Shoot us a, me- a message if you're interested in, in coming to that. So today's episode, um, talking about the, well, we're wrapping up our Jesus series. We're going to be talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. Uh, mainly what the significance of it is. Um, as, as we have been doing this Jesus series, we went all the way from the Old Testament. Jesus, as there was types and shadows, him being prophesied, his his birth, his life. And now we come to the King. I wouldn't. I don't like to say the conclusion, but the end of this series where we talk about his crucifixion um, and then his resurrection, right? Because without which we really wouldn't really be in the faith today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with some of the main questions we would like to try to tackle and answer, the first one being, why was Jesus crucified? Um, and and this even just being just from. The perspective we see on the surface when we read the Gospels. So, um, as we read the Gospels, we, we could read through Matthew, 
um, Mark, Luke, John. And we see, I guess, a tension starting to build up right before, um, or I guess right as Jesus um, goes on to make the statement to eat of the to eat of his flesh, to drink of his blood. Um, and with that, he ends up driving away the crowds, the multitudes. And then following, following after that, as he continues to perform miracles, we see uh, a hidden agenda from the Pharisees, the scribes, as they begin to plot out how to kill Jesus, how they're going to um, silence Jesus, because to them, he was blaspheming. He was claiming to be one with the Father. He was claiming deity as he made his famous I am statements in the book of John and how he would place himself in the timeline of Abraham um, in one conversation with the Pharisees. And so from the average Jewish um, resident or um, anyone in the area of Jerusalem, as they would hear him preach, they would know that there was this, this surge about to happen, especially upon the last few days right before his crucifixion. And so from, from this perspective that we see, we were able to see that this is the reason why Jesus was crucified from this perspective, right? But for us as Christians, we also know the, the final product. We know the words from God, the scriptures, um, after they have already been written, that this was God's plan from the beginning. Amen. Amen. And th that's the whole point that we've been going through this, that God's plan of redemption is not an accident. It's not a plan B. It's not something that he quickly thought of because Adam and Eve sinned. No, this was a predetermined plan that God has since the foundation of the world. As, as it says in the book of Revelation, that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So every event that has taken place throughout human history in the Old Testament leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And that's the, the, the core and the points of the Christian faith is the cruci crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. All of Christianity centers on this one event that literally split time. You know, we got the BC, the before Christ and after death. You know, although people want to deny it these days or don't want to say BC and AD, but it is what it is. He's the man that split time in half, you know? He divided this event that took place, literally divided time. You know what I mean? So we as believers, it's important for us to be able to know why this event is so significant because this is at the center of our faith. Yeah, and I think uh, just this question right here that, you know, why was Jesus crucified from the, uh, it says right here from the people's persp uh, perspective, it just, I think this just opens up the door to, to talk about his deity for a little bit because uh, we're, we're always recommending to people who don't know how to read the Bible, it's like, oh, where do I start? Where do I start? Well, everybody, well, we'll start reading the book of John. First John chapter 1, verse 1 says it like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God. In the he was in the beginning with God. 
explaining a little bit of Trinity action right there, but explaining the deity of Christ because as as Justin mentioned that he's uh, in the book of John he's mentioning all these I am statements and I actually have the scripture right here where where where, he, where the Pharisees were, were already ki- thought about killing him. How are we going to kill this person because in their eyes they're bla- he's blaspheming. He's saying that he is equal with God. Uh, chapter 5 verse uh, 18 says this is why he why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because not only was he breaking the Sabbath but he was even calling God his own father making himself equal with God. And throughout the whole portion of the book of John you're going to find many many statements that Jesus literally is saying I am God or he's saying statements where the Pharisees will, will know that he's claiming to be God. And so, uh, man, this is just an, an emphasis on on the life of, of Christ, just how we talked about in the in the last uh, Jesus series episode, but more so on his deity that he he is he is God in the flesh, and people people are haters of that. I, I think that's another reason why I love the Book of John as well, is because he gets straight to the point. Um, in the beginning, in the prologue, chapter one. He, he's already identified with God in, in eternity past as Lagos, the word of God, and how the word of God became incarnate, became flesh. Um, and then John just right away as he picks up with the John the Baptist and, and, and John the Baptist speaking and already proclaiming a voice in the wilderness about this one that will come, the Lamb of God. That will come to take away the sins of the world, um, and and even just within the first chapter of John, we already see the whole uh, story arc of Jesus. Um, not not through all of Scripture, but just right here through the Gospels, that this was His purpose was to come to take away the sins, um, and then even then in John 17, the night before um, His trial. Before he was crucified, Jesus praying to God, saying that he has now fulfilled up until this point everything that the Father had already given and has assigned him to do, to which he kept perfectly all of the law, everything that God had have, has given to him, he has kept them as well, all of his people. And then going even then to say that he has loved and prayed for the people that the father has sent for him not even the world he says i pray for the ones that you have given me um and so even then just leading up to that point and then of course in in dramatic style uh (laughs) when when the guards and 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 judas come to to take jesus and how they ask him who he is and he says i am and then of course they fall to their to their to their feet <laughs> and and my bad, Pazzi. Every time I read that part, I always think it was them going slow mo, turning back, <laughs> falling on their knees, like dang, like was- like those little TikTok memes, or like when they do the bottle flip and everyone goes backwards, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Black Panther suit when he like uh, when he releases all the energy that's built up, yeah. everyone just falls back. It was kind of like that because the words that he said, "I am," I mean, those are. Those are that's a uh, that's how powerful his name is that they fell back. It's just it was just the automatic effect of that, and you know what I mean. Like 
how you were saying earlier that you know from the Pharisees' perspective, they were charging Jesus for blasphemy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, because he was claiming to be the Son of God and he was equal with God, and we find this still today in 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 this idea of Jesus, you know, blaspheming because he's equal with the Father. We have this idea also in other religions too. So what we're talking about here today is very important because this this thought has still carried on today, you know? We have the Jehovah's Witnesses saying, you know, messing with the with the book, they have the New World Translation and and their text in John 1 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was a God little, little g God mm-hmm. so they're even denying the deity of Christ in that so although they supposedly believe in Jesus they're bringing him down to just a mere human a mere mortal and then Islam will deny the crucifixion altogether you're like nah he didn't he was never crucified Allah only made it seem like if he was to deceive the people. Like it's, a magic trick. Yeah, like, how is that even better? You're saying that Allah is a, is a liar, is a deceiver. It's like, come on, bro. So this this thought of, of denying the deity of Christ or denying the crucifixion is still alive today. So that's why it's important for us as believers to understand what took place. Mm-hmm. And how we are redeemed through this event. And, and one thing also to highlight, especially with, with, with this question, um, is in John 19, 10 to 11. How it says, Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? And Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above therefore the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin uh, Jesus speaking to Pilate and how P- Pilate ignorantly will go on to say that I have the power to crucify you like answer the questions I'm asking you so that way you know if I could you won't be crucified today and Jesus saying that it's not you that the power comes from the power comes from the one who has sent me his father his father has all the power and so here even just in these two verses we see that though it was man's idea to want to crucify jesus because of the charges against him nonetheless it was the plan of the father he had the ultimate power over what was going to happen there uh, and 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 this is something that we see um in the first episodes through the series we started talking about the types and shadows and here we see a similar situation with, um, I guess, foresh- or not foreshadowing, but just remembering back to Joseph and his situation, right? So we see in, in all uh, willingness, the brothers of Joseph turn on, on Joseph. They wanted to kill him. Instead, they ended up selling him to slavery. And everything that has happened to, to Joseph's life took place (laughs) willingly by the people involved in his life um they weren't being puppeted uh in in any way but they had their real decisions that they made just like how we make real decisions today um and they actively took part in god's will at the same time because at the end of 
on the book of Genesis, Joseph makes one of the the biggest statements um, that we continue to echo today about how though you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. Um, Though his brothers actively and willingly meant harm and evil, nonetheless, God actively through his will allows such things to take part and he has ordained such things to happen that that was his will from the beginning. And then here we see that same scene again. Though it was the Pharisees on their part, everything was real on their part and their choices and their willingness to to make certain decisions. Nonetheless, it was God's plan from the beginning. We read in Genesis, right? That the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And that was the, 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 the really basic gospel in Genesis, the first instance of it. And then we see it continue to be restated over time and, 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 and more detail added to it. But here it is right here. The, this was the plan now being acted out all the way to its fulfillment. I think that uh, that's crazy to to kind of grasp or comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, we can see it throughout scripture, the, the types and shadows. We did episodes on that. But I mean, to really think about and meditate before the foundations of the world and and that, you know, Jesus had to be crucified. There was no stopping this event. It was God's plan. And it, and it had to happen. Like, it had, there, to it had to happen. Yeah, because <laughs> there was no stopping it. Like, like Jesus had to come in the form of a man, be born of the virgin, live that sinless life that we, we could not. And he had to be crucified. He had to. There was there was no stopping God's plan. And, and like just how you mentioned, uh, Justin, that... Pilate thought he, he had the power in his hand, but no, it's like this, it's God's plan for the beginning. I don't know, I, I just think, as, as you were saying that right now, I just think it's, it's amazing. Yeah. How, how truly we're not in control of any of, the, of this, but it was all God's plan. God foreordained this. I mean, even think about it right now, it's even to the point where we have salvation right now by grace through faith alone. In Jesus Christ is—I don't know—just blows my mind. It's blowing my mind right now. I'll tell you the truth. So, so in other words, uh, God's plan of redemption is reckless. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. God's plan of redemption was is, thought out. It's thought out. out. It is on purpose. It is. Uh, it was actually actively working to fulfill yeah. a certain plan destined to take place at a certain place and time to redeem a certain group of people yeah like that's that's what it is and the overwhelming part is that he would save any sinner at all that he would even consider coming down and walking amongst his own creation to take their sin away I mean, that's that's the overwhelming part right there because at the center of the cross we find what, what, what do we find? We find an innocent man being tortured and killed for something that he did not do. Yet he knew this was going to take place, but then he willingly, willingly laid down his life. Mm-hmm. So why though? So I guess the proper question would be, um, what was the next question? 
if what did the what did his death accomplish? So what was accomplished? And how does that affect us? And how does that affect us? So so one of the, so with his death he accomplished justification. Um, not necessarily his resurrection, and that's a different part which we're gonna get to in a bit. But his death accomplished justification for sinners who looked upon the cross, um, and and even with that type of shadow, right? Just as Moses lifted up the serpent on the on the stick in the desert in the wilderness and those who looked upon it were healed um, from being bitten by by those snakes so shall the son of man be lifted up and those who looked upon him and believed would be saved from their sin um, and I guess in Romans 5 uh, 18 therefore as through one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. And, and that, that's what was accomplished there on the cross. And I guess following up with that is how, how then does, does that act, how does his death affect us? How can that affect us? I mean, we, we look at, I mean, we talk about all the time through the gospel, right? That Jesus died for your sins, but how does that affect us? It was his death. He accomplished it. How then does that come to me? And that's a very good question because we have sinned against God. Meaning every time we've sinned, we've fallen short of the glory of God. We've fallen short of the standard of the norm of the keeping of the law. We've fallen short of that, right? You mean we've missed the mark? We've missed the mark every single time. Not only that, but every single time that we've missed the mark, we're actually storing up a debt mm. towards God. So imagine all the sins that someone can 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 do in, in their lifetime. And every time they're storing up breath, they're storing up a debt towards God. It's... You, it's un, it's an unpayable debt that we owe towards God. So what was accomplished is that Jesus would step in in our place and take that debt upon himself to pay it all. And so we would call this substitutionary atonement, right? He was our substitute. He was the one that came in our place mm -hmm. and took the wrath of God upon us so that we can be we can be liberated so that we can walk away free, debt, debt free, like literally free of any debt that we have stored up previously towards God. So in this substitution, my sin for his righteousness is, is one of the most amazing things about the, the cross and about the Christian faith because this is strictly Christian. There is no other concept like this and anywhere else in any religion in any philosophy and any idea that the world can come up with this is strictly a supernatural idea that comes straight from the mind of god to be a substitute for a wicked person and then give over his righteousness so that we can stand freely before god with no condemnation that's the beauty of the christian faith Mm -hmm. There's a uh, there's three S's, just three essays, essays, so 
Ese... Yeah, Justin Martin Vic. No, <laughs> <laughs> no three, three S's that, that's always reminded, which you guys spoke of two S's, which is Justin, you explained the satisfaction, justification, satisfaction of, of, a, a, of a wrath that had to be appeased. Uh, Martin, you talked about the substitutes, that someone had to stand in our place. And we also have the sacrifice that a debt had to be paid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it had to be paid uh, because, as you mentioned right now, Martin, that you know we miss the mark. We fall short of the glory of God every single day. And that, if you have not given up your, your life, giving your life to Christ, that's storing up wrath upon your behalf because sin separates us from God in every sin. I mean, even the Word of God says, if you wouldn't break one. One law, you're guilty of breaking the whole law. And so there had to be a sacrifice. I, I, like, I like how the term the Lamb of God, as you mentioned earlier, Justin, because it, it's it's something that that in a way it, it, it humbles you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know, Jesus came as the Lamb of God. He literally he literally lived to die. Uh-huh. He already knew he, um, the plan of God. He already knew he is God. He, he already knew why he came, what he was going to do. And that was to come and to die for the sins of the world. But the word of God says in the CSB version that to those who believe. In John 3.16, it's to those who believe. Because the, the, the substitutionary, the satisfaction, the, the sacrifice is efficient for all men but it's only effective towards those who believe and so that's why uh, you know that sacrifice that he i mean we 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 already saw this through through uh through the 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 types and shadows about how he how mm-hmm. he had to pay the price he had to come and give his life because uh, the law demands demands blood to be to be appeased and so his death accomplished that those three sacrifice substitution and satisfaction that we can stand before a holy god and the right standing and to me that 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 humbles me every time i hear about it because how can a good god do this to a, to a sinner like me and i can i can only praise him for his grace and for his mercy that is that he has continually upon those who believe but, yeah. I mean, it, it, hum, it humbles me, and uh, it just gets me to my knees every time, honestly. I, I think that, that that's what leads us to a, a follow-up question as well. When we see the, the, the debt that Jesus paid, that he was on my behalf, my substitute, right? And that he had to be the sacrifice. So, I mean, we... So, so then, I, I think it would be only a common question that we usually think of when we first come to the faith, right? Is, was it necessary? Did he have to die? Wasn't there another way? Right? Sometimes we watch movies where we see a scene play out. We're like, man, why did they have to sacrifice themselves? There could have been another way. Um, But really, this was the only way. This is the way. I was waiting for you to press that button. I see what you do right there. <laughs> but 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 really, this was the only way. Um, if we go back to Old Testament, to the law, I believe we talked about the law and how the law not only pointed to Christ, um, not only was it a reflection of, of Christ, but it also laid out the plan that 
at the time you couldn't really see it because it was foggy. But when you get to Christ, you look back at the law and, and everything else that was added to the law, and you really see a plan laid out for how God was going to be able to reconcile once and for all his people to himself. Um, and, and that's more so with the offerings and the sacrifice on law that he has given them because Jesus became every one of those things for us. And, and I believe you said it in one of our episodes about the Jesus series that the law demands Christ. Mm-hmm. The law demands Christ. It demands perfection. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so this is where we see because we all fall under the curse of the law. We read that in Romans. Um, and, and more than that, because of that, we now the law demands Christ on our behalf. There's nothing else. There's no other option. It demands Christ. But more than that, it, it demands blood. Blood has to come to complete. Everything was completed in blood through the old covenants, um, even through this. Um, law and so because of that that's why he is considered the lamb that's why he's named the lamb of god because he was our offering he had to come and live that life so that when he was crucified on behalf that was the only way the life would then be given to us to atone for us because there's no better spotless lamb living that would be able to do so only christ so i i i guess another way to look at this is only God can withstand the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is how we then lead into the next portion, right? That he is able to resurrect. Mm-mm-mm. See, the, at the center of the Christian faith is the crucifixion, right? But without the resurrection, then the crucifixion really isn't much. Because Paul says, if Christ is not risen, then our faith is in vain. Mm, there he, we go. he didn't say if the if he wasn't crucified, then our faith isn't isn't in vain. He didn't say that. He said if Christ is not risen, then we have believed in a faulty doctrine. Mm-hmm. The proof or the evidence that God received that sacrifice. And that we are that those who believe are justified, that those who put their faith in Jesus Christ have life is the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. That is a proof. That is evidence that our faith is not in vain. And the fact that Christ laid Christ resurrected says everything it says everything about his deity it says everything about his life it says everything about his sacrifice it says everything that he did on that resurrection it proves that resurrection as it says in in john eleven twenty five, he says when in the story about lazarus right and, and, and he asked the the sisters you know do you believe this you know like do you and he, the 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 woman says yes he says whoever believes has life I'm going to pull that scripture up real quick I don't want to butcher it so Jesus said to her I am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he live that right there is the res- he says he is the resurrection 
those who believe in him, even though we die, because his body has to die, will live. And Christ proved it by resurrecting himself from the dead, proving his deity. Because in John 2, he's, he's talking about the, the temple. He says, knock down this temple and I'll raise it up in 30 days. Three. three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. That's, okay. what, that's okay. what I said. He said 30. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> According to the scriptures, please. According Man, to the Come sc- on. Scripture in verse, please. I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. Th- th- that's what the listeners are thinking right now about you. <laughs> well, I meant to say three. I meant to say three days. 30 days back guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> 30 back. <laughs> Well, in three days, he said, knock the temple down. I'll raise it up in three days. All right. And he says, I will raise. And then he's talking about, they realized that he was talking about his body. He says that he's going to raise himself from the dead. But then we see elsewhere where it says that God raised him from the dead. Right. So even this resurrection proves his deity. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can know that Christ his salvation is perfect because of the resurrection. Yeah, you can his deity, his character, and now you can know that everything that Christ said in the scripture is true because he was raised from the dead, because he was not lying. The scripture says that he is not a man that he is not a man that he should lie, but everything that he said in, through the gospels, which I encourage you to read read again if you haven't read in a while, but everything that he said is validated through his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Through his death, he accomplished justification, and through his resurrection, he accomplished life for Mm, us. mm, mm. And we even read that in Romans 6, 5. It says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin for he who has died has been freed from sin and and so this is this is the promise that we are given from jesus if if he did not resurrect he would be a liar as victor went to go point out uh, and 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 even then this is the life that we have been given you know <laughs> i mean it's not really any other way you could go about it his resurrection is is our pillar of where we we stand on our faith I, I believe it's the uh was it the book and then turned into a movie by lee strobel um it's called the, the case, case the case of christ the case for christ um though though you know lee strobel has a different type of um anyways but in the movie it's is basically his life he was an atheist a reporter for the newspaper um, and he sought out that was his goal was to prove um, Christianity wrong and he was led to to basically point out that if you are able in any way to fraud out or to prove that the resurrection didn't happen you're basically able to um, unfoil or or um, put down the whole Christian the Christian faith be able to dismiss it and and through through his uh, through his work, he ended up becoming a believer because there is no way he was able to, I guess you would say, prove that it did not happen. 
even just through different various evidences, different sources, he was able to go about it. Um, it, it only went to go on to prove the deity of Christ, that only God was able to do such a thing. And this is the faith that we have our that that we hold to. Yeah, because in in that whole movie, he he's uh, he's you know seeing how he did he actually die, you know, and that that goes with what the scripture says because the scripture says actually in, in the ending of Matthew, it says, oh, the Pharisees said that you know his body was stolen, so it made it not seem like he if he was really dead, right? And so, and and then it says, this myth or this story is still told until this day, that Jesus didn't actually die. Therefore, he never resurrected. And we see the attack on the resurrection that we're gonna. The Pharisees made up the story that the apostles stole his body, and they were just gonna spread that rumor so that so that they could say, you know what. He never resurrected. His body was stolen. So we see this today uh, going on. And, you know, we have, you know, atheists and other anti-Christian people say, nah, he didn't really die. And so the whole movie with with that the case with Christ, he's out to see what did he actually die? Can actually die by, can someone actually die by crucifixion? And he came to find out like, yeah, you're, you're, there's no way someone can survive a crucifixion. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to the resurrection. Like Jesus actually died and he actually resurrected. And that's what made him, you know, believe, you know, pure flicks. Uh, the only, <laughs> I'm about to say it, bro. The only movie you approve oh, of. No, that? no, no, no. That's the only movie that is not as lame as the other ones. Still in the category of lame, but not as lame as the other ones. <laughs> it had better production. <laughs> yeah, it was actually an interesting one. That one in Unplanned. Unplanned was... Or is that Privilege? I don't know, but... I don't know. That one was pretty dope, too. I understand that one. But yeah, so the the whole point of this is that... Um, through the death and resurrection of Christ, we have a sound faith. We have a faith that actually makes sense. You know, we have a faith that we can actually... Uh, put our trust in to know that Jesus accomplished our salvation perfectly. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we should be able to keep on trusting, keep on believing, because it's through this gospel that is the power of God into salvation. And we are promised in the book of Philippians that he who started a good work in you will bring it to the day of completion until the day of Jesus Christ, until the day of his coming, of his second coming. So we have an actual, real, living hope in Christ. So I guess the follow-up question was, how does this affect us? Which we're going to get into right now. And one of the things that, that I saw that, how does this affect us, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, just how Martha pointed out uh, one of those things right now that should give us that, that that faith that you know what Jesus started he will finish into the completion uh, you know every day we're, we're not we're not perfect but but every day we're being progressively sanctified until the day of coming of Christ but another thing that I wanted to point out was just like uh, 
him him raising being raised up jesus being raised up proving himself to be to to be god uh, his validity of what he said that he is not a liar that he, he's not a man that he should lie one of the things that i want to point out in john chapter 6 verse 37 all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me i will never cast out for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes on him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now, because Jesus, Jesus has resurrected, we too have this hope that, I mean, because there's... Especially nowadays, there's a lot of a lot. Of, I hear about a lot of deaths going on, you know, COVID, and and not only just COVID, just a lot of deaths deaths are going going around. But the way that this affects us is that we look forward to that day of the resurrection of the believers. Mm-hmm. We look forward to that day that because Jesus uh, was resurrected and he sits right now, he sits at the right hand of the throne of God. That we can look to him. That knowing that just as he resurrected Jesus, he will also resurrect us or those loved ones who have died in Christ. I want to point that out in Christ because, I mean, it sucks. We want to believe that everybody's going to get resurrected. But in a way, everybody's going to get resurrected, but some to everlasting torment and others to eternal life. But we look forward to that day. Where the believers in Christ are resurrected. And just like First Thess- Thessalonians says that we will meet the Lord in the air. Those who have died in Christ will raise up first. And those who are left will meet the Lord in the air. Mm-hmm. And comfort each other with these words. And thus we shall be with the Lord forever. Yeah. And those are one of the... I mean, the way that I see it, how does it affect us? We look forward to that resurrection. Yeah, and, and and even presently too, it it, it affects us in, in that it, it it sustains our hope. It actively sustains our hope as a Christian today. I have something that I may look forward to, that I may prize, mm-hmm. right? Not that I'm prizing my new life, but I'm prizing to be with Christ because ultimately our new life is that with Christ, that we will be with Christ, co-heirs with Christ in the heavenlies, um, and so this gives us that end goal that end game it gives us the reason to endure life it gives us the reason to to hold on to suffering to share in the suffering of christ um that we may be present with him even after and then i, I love the romans eight thirty one, how it goes on to say what then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us that delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things who shall bring a charge against god's elect it is god who justifies who is he who condemns it is christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of god who also makes intercession for us who shall separate us from the love of christ Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. 
8 In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And, and this is our present hope, that whatever we go through here uh, in this life presently on earth, that there will be nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And so this brings us this assurance as, as we now are able to understand that not only are we justified, we're adopted into the family of God, that we are now his children. And then even then, um, his resurrection also accomplishes that now. And, and so with his resurrection, he now completes this image that is given in Daniel 7 about the Son of Man. And how he'll be lifted up and given glory and he'll be seated at the right hand of the father and so he'll be given all dominion all power and in there this is where the romans 8 picks up and says that because he is seated now that he is seated he will now make intercession for us and he will continue to do so until we are present with him after and so this gives us the assurance of life in itself that we don't have to fear about any sin that we may presently make. Um, that, that we have an assurance of, of this justification. That there is nothing that I could do that could take me out of salvation. That my high priest stands before me in, in constant intercession. Even First John goes on to mention this. And so now we have this hope and this assurance that I could live my life freely to God. Um, without worrying about the burden of sin, without worrying about the weight of my own salvation upon me. Uh, and so, yeah, man, this is just really just that freeing thing that when, when we really come to grips with this, you, you really feel like you're floating. <laughs> but yeah. Amen. Amen. That's a good, it's a good little breakdown. And um, I think that, I mean, just talking about all these things was very important and that you know the whole scope of God's redemptive plan is so deep man you know what I mean um, we can go in deeper and just deeper and spend the rest of our life going deeper and that's a beautiful thing that when we get into the presence of God we're going to continue to know the depths and riches of who he is and the depths and the riches of the gospel mm -hmm. you know what I mean like we may think we have it down, right? Oh, we have the, the gospel. Death, burial, resurrection. I'm, I'm cool, right? Nah, but as, as you study the scripture, you get to know, get deeper into the gospel. I'm like, dang, this thing is more profound than I, than I thought. And you keep going deeper and deeper. Now imagine that with God. He's eternal. It's going to take an eternity to get to know him in new ways. You know, that's going to be, ex that's exciting. That's crazy. And that's the hope that we have through the gospel is that we will be in the presence of God and our reward is to be with him. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, we have the streets of gold and no more pain, no more tears, but we're going to get to know God on a deeper level that we never could have. Yeah. Uh, that we never can on this earth. The next level of intimacy. Yeah, and it's going to keep on going deeper and deeper as eternity passes you know what I mean and that's mm -hmm. crazy dude you know we think about eternity 
That's a crazy thought for me, you know? But it gets me excited, dude. It should get as excited as believers to know that, man, one day we're going to see Jesus. Like, we're going to see him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy to me. And that's exciting. We should. We, anyways, I'm getting excited right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, take me now. <laughs> <laughs> Bad dude. So you know, just to wrap up this 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 series, man. You know, uh, it's important, you know, because Christianity is attacked today, and we need to be able to defend our faith, have an answer for those who question mm-hmm. us on on why we believe why what we believe, and to give a sound faith. You know, we have a a faith that makes sense. You know, earning your salvation doesn't make sense. You know, denying the crucifixion doesn't make sense. But we have a, a faith that actually makes sense of everything. So, Emma, you guys got any last words before we wrap up this episode? No, this is a series that, that I believe is much needed. Mm-hmm. I know it, it's been a blessing just studying and preparing for these episodes. Um, but even just being able to wrap it up, just the encouragement for the listeners to just continue to go through the word of God. Um, and man, it's, it's just like when you watch your favorite movie over and over and you're able to see the little details you missed the first couple times around. Um, but more than that, with the word of God, man, it's it's just like ongoing. Mm-hmm. Something that we continue to pick up even to the day we die. And so it's it's awesome to, to be a partaker of this gospel that we have been commissioned to go and share. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So Christian, you're listening to this. Stay away from sin. Keep enduring. And if you feel weak, Keep your eyes focused on Christ, knowing that he is the founder and perfecter of our faith, that what he started, he will bring into completion. And there is nothing that you can do to lose your salvation since you didn't earn it in the first place. So keep your eyes Mm. focused on God. Nice. I hope you guys enjoyed this series, this Jesus series. Um, and that maybe you guys will be able to use this as a tool. Uh, let us know if you guys enjoyed this series, if you enjoyed these episodes, these last couple episodes as we're approaching the end of season two. Um, go ahead and hit us up, reformrasa.com. Send us an email, leave us a voicemail if you so would like to hear your beautiful voice on a future episode. Um, you can leave us that five star review on apple podcast you can subscribe to us follow us on instagram facebook all that good stuff and we do this to glorify god through the edification of the saints grow as we grow later remember Awesome.